Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, guys, we are back. This is After Hours, Sports Cards Live After Hours, December the 19th. This is episode, I believe, number 16 of After Hours, meaning we've been at this for over four months. So Andy, I said on the last show that uh, that he would, to, for him to come back for uh, in 15 minutes from now, and then I said, well, we'll do it. We'll do it 15 minutes earlier even. So right now, guys, you are stuck with just me until Andy gets here. I'm sure he will be here shortly. So in the meantime, I see there have been some of you guys already posting some comments here. So I'm just going to see what you guys were saying. And uh, any questions, issues, whatever you want to talk about, uh, put it in the comments. And I will uh, just, hey, we'll just interact for the next few minutes until Andy gets here. And then he's going to tell us a bit more about how he uses Starstock, the guy like I said before, he's a super user. He, he really likes it. He's been using it for a while. And um, so that'll be interesting. So just to see what we have here. Uh, David G wants to know, was there an episode in the archives that discussed 50s and pre-war hockey cards? Yeah, good question, David. Um, as uh, as Hockey Guy said, we had Bobby Burrell on a couple times now, and Bobby is a vintage hockey expert. So check out that episode. I'd have to go look at exactly what episode number that was, but that was a little while ago. All right, we have Andy joining us. Andy, welcome to the show, man. Jeremy, thank you for having me on. You're welcome, dude. So listen, I said to you during the last episode, I'm like, all right, we're going to get started at uh, at midnight Eastern. And then I guess you must have gone away because I'm. then I said, okay, actually, Andy, we're going to start at a quarter two. So I had, so I, I came on. I've been on here just for a couple minutes. So good thing you're, you came early for you and uh, only a minute late for me. So it's all good, man. Um, but before, yeah. To, uh, take a break, get some water, you know. <laughs> I know. I didn't even go fill my water. I'm running on empty now, but uh, that's okay. Maybe I'll let you carry the show in a few minutes for a bit. And I'll go fill that up. But before we get into things, I just want to finish what I was just talking about as you were coming in. Uh, so for uh, David G, yeah, we like I mentioned, Bobby Burrell is the vintage hockey expert. We had an episode with him. Check out which one it was. It wasn't that long ago. So you'll be able to find it in the in the YouTube archives for the channel there for sure. Um, and everything else. Oh, there you are. You said thank you. I see that, Dave. Oh, you said someone else. All right. Uh, Hockey says he'll likely be on again. Maybe Jeremy knows of someone that knows a bunch about that era. Thank you, Ziggy. Appreciate that. Will there be snacks? Hope more people sign up tonight for Starstock. Yeah, that'd be cool, Ziggy. That'd be cool. Hockey guy got that super beat bossy rookie I mentioned the other day for four to five bucks. That is cheap for sure. And we got some welcomes for Andy from Ziggy and from Brian Kingsley. Okay, Andy, okay. man. So we we you're on the show tonight because quite simply, I guess I had I put out something on Twitter and you said something back and said, "Hey, man, we should get together sometime." And I'm like, "Yeah, hey, actually, perfect timing. I'm having Scott on from Starstock CEO, and I was aware of your channel, the Fantasy Football Card Quest. I'm gonna throw that up on the ticker." right now for everybody to see where they can find you guys. So right on the ticker there, that is Andy's YouTube channel. Feel free to check that out. Give him a subscribe, see what he's up to a lot different than what I do, but you know what? I mean, there, there, that's the beauty of the hobby. And that's the beauty of content creating is that there's so many people doing so many different things or something for everybody. And if you want to kind of endeavor outside your comfort zone on Andy's channel, you can learn about football and 
the reason why I thought it was a perfect opportunity to bring him on is because number one, he knows Starstock. He's been using it regularly for quite some time already, but he's also similar to Scott Greenberg, the CEO. He's also somebody who mixes fantasy sport knowledge and, and as a specialty almost along with cardboard. So, you know, for the viewers, Andy, and this is a relaxed version of sports cards live here on after hours, which I have to put up the banner right now. So everyone knows this is after hours. Andy, Tell us a bit about like, yeah, just let, let's get into it quickly, man. Like, how did you discover Starstock and how was your learning curve? Was it tough to figure out and how do you use it now? Yeah, I was very, very early on in um, in my modern adventure here into sports cards, you know, going back to March when, when COVID kind of hit and Tom Brady signed with the Buccaneers. My buddy Brad, who hosts the Comeback Card Investor channel, reached out to me. We were talking back and forth about this. He showed me the cards in the modern market. I couldn't believe that th these beautiful chrome cards with the jersey patches and autographs and of my favorite players like Chris Godwin and Mike Evans for like $10 raw, of course, but I, I couldn't believe it. And the fact that I could buy them and just hold them online, like didn't even have to take physical possession. So if someone did want to pry those from my hands for a Benjamin Franklin, you know, a hundred dollar bill, then, then I would take it. Um, and so I got into ComC. I put a few hundred dollars into my ComC account and I was like, okay, this is cool. I got in, you know, it's completely off season for me, football. And that's my, my favorite sport. Very passionate about it. Spend countless hours every week during the football season, listening to podcasts, doing uh, research on, uh, you know, upcoming players that I can get at value that I can put into either my daily fantasy lineups that haven't been priced appropriately on DraftKings or FanDuel or in my season long lineups that I can get in, you know, the later rounds of fantasy drafts and put those guys on my rosters and have those guys help me win leagues and ultimately beat my friends, beat my father-in-law, beat my, you know, my brother-in-law, beat my best friends. You know, these guys that's like, we've been doing this fantasy league now since like 2012. So um, I was in the comp C and I was getting football cards. And I was like, when I saw uh Starstock, uh Scott Greenberg, actually, Awesome guy. Uh, great interview just did with him. I saw him on uh, Jeff Wilson's channel, Sports Card Investor, and an interview he did with him about his startup company. This was probably back in in May or, man, it had to have been May or June. Uh, I don't remember the specific, uh, you know, daytime there. But And then he did a, a follow-up interview with my buddy Brad on the Comeback Card Investor, and they did dug a little deeper. And, I, and once, I, once I heard that second interview, I'm like, okay, this is going to be perfect to kind of parlay and, and not to mention their fees are just like Scott mentioned, you know, if not the lowest, one of the lowest in the industry with just that, you know, 5% transaction fee. So I'm like, and, and, and with the focus on rookie cards and active players and only the popular sets, I was like, this has got to be a, a perfect combination of all these undervalued studs in the NFL that, that, um, you know, that can be traded and just the game within the game, just like fantasy football. Right. Um, and so that's what led me to star stock. And, and so I, I started buying, you know, from eBay and Beckett and uh, Facebook marketplace even, and, and offer up and, and just looking at all these different platforms and, and cross correlating prices of cards across other platforms, you know, all these platforms 
and then buying these cards and sending them into Starstock. And that's how I got started. Um, and, you know, the rest is kind of history. And I've kind of documented my entire process from day one, from even before, just on Comp C, documenting the entire thing, shared it with, with all of my viewers and, and shared my computer screen, fully transparent channel. Um, and so that's what I do, you know, and so here I am. Yeah. So, so if anybody wants to really, cause you know, the interview I just did with, with Scott was more kind of high level stuff. We didn't, we didn't even look at the site once we didn't bring it up. He didn't show us how to use it. And that, that was by design because I knew having you come on later, you could maybe, you know, answer any questions or give a, you know, really a shortcut to the top of the learning curve, if you will, because you obviously were, a, you know, an early adopter. So you had to figure out how to use this platform with very little help. No one, none of your friends could say, oh, just go do this, go do that. You know, making it easier for you to learn. You had to figure that out. How was that learning curve for you? Was it difficult or was it pretty, you know, easy to figure out how to use this thing? Yeah, I think it was pretty easy. Um, their user interface is really good. I mean, it definitely... Uh, there's there's areas that they're working to improve on because it is a new platform. Like I, I think they're actively working on some improvements to your collection. Um, they've made improvements to the marketplace. You know they've added sealed wax. They've added the upcoming games, like Scott mentioned. That um, so they've got some active game schedules in there, and then you could click on guys. And I love the fact you can uh, you know click on a player and see all of their listings, but it also tell you how many trades that player has had at the top. You know, what's the range? Um, and then it'll it'll sort them. I mean, they automatically sort them in in the sense of, you know, you have a, a filter on the right and it'll literally let you sort it from most recent sales, like down to the minute, um, most most traded in 24 hours, most traded in seven days, um, lowest lowest listing price, you know. So there's so many different filters that they allow you to do. I thought it was a, a very intuitive website to be able to do research and find deals you know basically you know for example look at like a mike evans and you look at his prism rookie card compared to his select rookie card and his tops chrome rookie card um actually i don't i don't think he had a, a select that year uh but but my point is like you look at the difference between his prism and his tops chrome and then you compare that to another guy that's elite in, in his position, um, like an Allen Robinson the same year. And you compare the price, those prices and you see, okay, Mike Evans prism is at, you know, $5. Allen Robinson's is at 10. There's room for growth right off the bat there. And you, you're able to see that in the sales chart and you're able to see how much volume. So you get an idea of how much demand there is for certain players and certain cards. And there's so much information that they provide to you to be able to make that, you know, buying or selling decision. That's, I love it. It's it's like, a, you know, a, another just another parlay off of off of the fantasy knowledge in the fantasy game. So it's kind of like a real time, truly, you know, as close as we have so far, a real time stock market for players is really what, what I'm what I'm hearing and what I learned from Scott and what my take is on it from visiting uh, the website myself and what I've read about it. Is that, is that a fair comment? Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't need to know a lot about cards um, and you can players. go on there and you'll automatically be directed. If, if you know about players and you know, um, you know, you know that Justin Jefferson is a good player. You watched him at LSU. You knew how good he was. And so 
when his his rookie cards came out and you go to star stock and you see he's got they'll automatically push you to the most liquidatable premium rookie card sets right there this is his mosaic his donruss rated rookie then his optic and then his you know prism and and they're they're quickly getting those cards up up you know uploaded to the site the prism um and and all the parallels within so they, you automatically get pushed directly to that. So if you make a buying decision on one of those, you're not going to be stuck with that card. You know, you could you could move that card on any platform, whether it's ComC, eBay, yeah. or a card show, yeah. like your bread and butter. Yeah, take shipment and <laughs> do the card show for sure, for sure. All right, let's see a couple of the comments. We've had a few come in here. Uh, we got your buddy Brad in the house. Comeback card investors, what's up, hey. y'all? What's up? What's up to you, Brad? Brad and I have never communicated. I don't think this might the first be the first time we're communicating. <laughs> There's a cheers for him. First time we're communicating direct. Well, that was already ten minutes ago. So if Brad, if you're not there anymore, uh, sorry to get to this so late. But and then he says, I guess you were talking. And he goes, Hey, that's me. I love it. Very funny. Brian Kingsley is a fan of Brad's channel. Says, B Rad, what's going on, John Karubi? Welcome back. And this uh, anonymous Facebook user says, how much time do you find you spend on Starstock every day? That's a great question. <laughs> well, I, uh, okay. So I guess you have to take this through the lens that I'm a YouTuber. So a lot of the research I do on, on Starstock, I use in my channel and the information that I share. Um, but their, their mobile website's very friendly. Um, the actual website on your laptop or you know PC interface, uh, web browser is very friendly. So... I don't know if I had to actually guesstimate a time, I'd say at least an hour, but I wouldn't say it's like three hours. No, it's, it's maybe an hour, two hours max on a, on a, a weekend night where, you know, I'm really, when I'm really going on like a, a buying spree kind of thing and I'm doing a lot of research, um, but to do research for my videos and throughout the week, I'm spending about an hour, maybe two max a day. Yeah. You know, that's not that bad. I mean, consider how much time I think a lot of us spend on the hobby, you know, never mind one platform over another, but just overall for me, like I've said this before on the show, if I were to show you my stats on my phone of how many hours I'm on my phone every day, it's a pretty big number. And like 80, no, 90% of that time is something hobby, you know, eBay safe searches, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's YouTube. It's all, it's all hobby content all the time for me. I um, could easily spend twice, if not three times that amount of time on eBay. Just yeah. saying, like I could spend three times that amount of time on eBay looking for the same raw car deal that I can get on Starstock. And if I find a Starstock, hey, I'm like, boom, I know you know, and I know they're doing their first PSA submission and they're coming back and I heard that come up and you know, we'll see how long it takes for that to come back and what that kind of process looks like going forward um, and how the star stock A's come back in terms of grades. But I think they're going to primarily come back nines and tens. That's the goal anyways, you know, um, and, and just having that peace of mind, knowing like, I, OK, you know, it's at this price and I know it's a star stock A. I can buy it and, and feel comfortable about it, whereas eBay, I'm spending maybe. 10, 15 minutes per card, you know, trying to grade it myself online, hoping they have good pictures. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think your comment that like the goal being that the, the Starstock A's all come back nines and tens, I got to think they're going to have a pretty successful rate at that simply because modern cards, it's much easier to look at a modern card and figure out how it's going to grade. 
simply because, you know, they're so shiny. You can just look and look for really surface imperfections are the big thing, right? Surface imperfections, centering, probably the easiest to identify. Well, I guess edges and corners are too. I think everything's easier to identify on a modern card, especially prism versus a vintage card where you really have to inspect for little things uh, that are, you know, just based on the stock and all that. So, and I might be, maybe I'm totally out to lunch on that, but it seems to me, I've seen people inspect prisms and I know what you're, you're looking for these little dimples and you're looking for the printing lines. You're looking for a little, not a scratch, but like a, maybe it is a scratch going through a card, little, these lines that you find. I know the people have even gone to certain lengths to, to fill them in with certain materials, but they'll get caught by the grading company if they do that anyway. So um, interesting stuff. There's a question up here from uh, Brian Kingsley. He's asking me, you know, when start, and I know he's asking me because he called me the hockey god. When Starstock accepts hockey, will you join? And I bet they would let you do the contest like Ziggy did for basketball. I mean, yeah, I, I will. Jo I'll join even before they get hockey. I have no, no reason not to. I actually, I've joined, but I don't have any money in the account. But I looked around. I didn't really see any players that I wanted to buy. But you know. I'm not an expert in in football by any means or or basketball really, but yeah, I'll put some money in and I'll buy some cards and, and just play the game. You know, it's a game too, right? And, and I'm willing to do that. But if they do bring in hockey, or I should say, when they do bring in hockey, and uh, and you know, as a hockey fan and someone who thinks he knows a little bit, yeah, I'll definitely do it. Would I go into a contest and risk losing? That might not look good for me for my for the show <laughs> for the channel if I were to lose, which I probably would. So I don't know if I'd do the contest or not. But I think if they invited me, I probably would, and I'd just take that risk. It would be it would be fun for sure. All right. Uh, Brad, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, my man. Nice to meet you as well. Hockey Hockey thinks you have the same voice as Sean Avery. That's, I don't know if that's an insult or a compliment, but uh, Sean Avery is like one of the least liked, uh, in, he was an enforcer, but he was also very obnoxious. So anyway, I've never really in, heard him talk. What, hockey commentating or? No, he was a player, but he was a player oh, okay. that really liked, he liked the microphone and, uh, and he would be like a no holds barred kind of guy. He was just, um. Yeah, not not the not the best the spokesperson for the NHL. I'll put it to you that way. Well, hockey, hockey, ninety nine. This is my voice on a couple bucks mugs of of uh, Shiraz wine tonight. That's <laughs> not a coffee, is it? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> not this late. Not this no. late. <laughs> all right, all right. Terry Fortune, welcome to the show. You'll catch up later. That's all good, my man. All good. Sandra Alusio, welcome to the show. Says, what are your thoughts on the Tom Brady rookie card market? Would you hold till he reaches the Hall of Fame? So, I mean, Andy, I'm going to go first, and I want to hear what you think. But the reason why I want to go first is because I've watched, you know, a, a, a player like Tom Brady a long time. Players that are coming to the Hall of Fame, a guy like that, the world knows he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. So the real question is, is his Hall, is his fall, Hall of Fame election already baked into his prices? And I got to think that they are because his prices are high. There are the high, he's, the, he's the football goat. There's really no disputing that anymore. And Andy, as a football expert, would you agree, is Brady the goat of football? As far as championships and even total touchdowns at this point, yeah, he is the goat. Um, and Drew Brees is coming back, but I mean, literally, if you follow football right now, Drew Brees and Tom Brady, they're like going back and forth each week for total touchdowns record of all time. Um, so, but he's got the six championships. Drew Brees has only got, you know, two, I think. So, um, yeah, he's, he's the goat. He's the all, goat. He's all. the goat. 
And the fact that he will be in the Hall of Fame, I don't know how much of a, I don't know if it's worth holding. Because my, my, the real thing to Sandro is if you're going to hold it, you're going to have to be damn sure that you're going to get that card listed for sale at the right time. And that right time isn't the Hall of Fame induction. It's the announcement of him making it into the Hall of Fame. A lot of people don't understand that. They think you want to wait till the induction. No, no. It's the it's the announcement. That's what, and it's leading up to the announcement, even when those cards will peak, I believe. But it's only going to peak for a very short amount of time because most of that value is already built into his prices, even now, even while he's still active. So whatever price fluctuations we're going to see between now and him being announced that he'll make it into the Hall of Fame, um, that's when you're, you know, that that's going to get you to where I think you want to be. The um, hype, the yeah, hype. It, it's yeah. all about the, it's it's the hype, and there's so much hype around all the great players right now. It's hard to think that a that a a measly Hall of Fame induction is going to add more value because no doubt he's already a Hall of Famer. He's already in hockey. I say, you know, Sidney Crosby, Alexander Ovechkin, they're already Hall of Famers. There's nothing that can stop them from getting in there, you know, save for an OJ Simpson kind of kind of deal. So. They're in already, and the prices reflect a lot of that. Not to say they won't go up some more for it, but they will. But then I think they come back down to where they were, you know, six months before the Hall of Fame announcement. Yeah, he's like he's like a blue chip stock. He's like investing in Amazon or or Google. You know. Yeah, yeah, you'll see right. You'll see some value increases on on news on news release, like on a stock, but you're not going to see it last. I don't think. That would be my my comment on that. Brian says Starstock is way less screen time than the hobby rabbit hole. <laughs> is it not part of the hobby rabbit hole now? Like, does it? And that's a great question for you, Andy. Because for me, the hobby rabbit hole is eBay, ComC, uh, some message boards that I go to, Hobby Insider, um, of course, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Those three. Uh, Instagram, Instagram and YouTube are the most for me. Does Starstock, in your opinion, Andy, have what it takes to become one of those major stops for people that do play that kind of short-term flip game? Uh, absolutely. I definitely think they do. Um, they've got the savviness. They've got the, the, the user-friendly interface. Um, they've got the robust vault platform. The, they've got the business minds. And, you know, a lot of it, what drives it is that customer feedback. And that that's critical. And I've heard that, you know, uh, other companies have done this before. And I think that some of the most successful companies in our country, it, it just in, across all industries, do this. They routinely gather feedback from super users like myself and, and other people. And they actually make changes based on that feedback. Yeah. And so you see Starstock adding sealed backs. You see... You know, Starstock adding PSA group submissions. We see them adding, they added soccer because the customer demand was high enough for it. Um, And that's one of the big things that I love about their platform. Like whenever I have a question, uh, for example, I got super lucky at Target the other day because they had a sign in the sports card section that said, see guest services were limiting one per item per customer. So I went over there. I asked her for football. She had Prism. And and I got the prism, but it's it was a it was a kind of a loophole because it was one item per customer. So my buddy went in there, who's also uh, a Michael Ham uh, fishing and sports card hobbyist. He went in there and said, 
you know, he ended up befriending the manager, this and that. They showed him what he had. It turns out they had basketball hoops, and he ended up getting a blaster, a hanger, and a cello pack of 2019 NBA hoops premium stock. And so I went back and did the same thing and got this incredible deal for $40 of all this, you know, uh, potential Luca and Zion rookie card product, you know, from, from their year last year. And I was going to send the star stock, but I sent them a message immediately. And, uh, they let me know that they did not, unfortunately they did not stock that product. But anytime I've had any question for star stock, uh, they've responded to me immediately. And so the customer service has been incredible. Yeah. I heard a lot about that on the earlier show that their, their customer service is great. And that's just nice to hear. It really, it really is good to hear that for sure, for sure. Um, all right, Colin Murray says Montana. I think he's saying Montana as the as the goat for for football. I, I don't know how you argue against Brady though. I just don't know how you do. I mean, well, and and I was just talking to a good old friend of mine, Jared Wills, before this, and he was like, "Is Tom Brady on the Buccaneers like Joe Montana on the Kansas City Chiefs?" And what did you say? Well, is he? I said he could be. He very well could be. The thing is, I mean, like, what I'm, what I, what's very mysterious is what level of decision making ability does Brady have? Does Bruce Arians have? Does Byron Leftwich have? And then he's got so many different options <laughs> between Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski and Scotty Miller and Cameron Bray and. So many different options that it's like they could cook up any offensive play scheme they want, and it's almost like it's too overwhelming, it's too much, and that's why we've had trouble gelling this year as a team, and that's the games that we've lost have been interceptions from Tom Brady. It's, you know, right out of the gate against the Saints, and, and all the critics, was it Tom Brady's washed up, this and that, and then he came back and he was lights out, but they played much more of a, a structured game plan like hurry up offense structured game plan and it it worked it worked really well so we'll see we'll see but it could be it very well could be yeah you know and i, w- I would even argue and I'm, I, I argue isn't the right word because i'm not gonna be able to support it very strongly but i would i would put out there that you know tom brady would be the goat before this you know it doesn't matter what happens in tampa it doesn't even matter he's the goat already going going into this season now but but you know you hear montana to me was when i thought you know it's funny you always look at as someone who collects all four sports and likes hall of famers i have a joe montana rookie card in my collection and i wanted i i've you know we play these games andy like right you know, as collectors as you know as everyone watching us we play these games with our cards and with our collection we try and make these little we'll take okay well i'm gonna put one card from each sport together and see the best players so i got michael i got wayne gretzky i got michael jordan in baseball i mean let's just say ken griffey jr in the absence of a of a babe ruth for example or mickey mantle and then in football it's always been the toughest one for me to decide who comes out you know is it joe namath is it is it Joe Montana? Is it Tom Brady? Is it Barry Sanders? Like, who's the football player that sits with Michael Jordan and Wayne Gretzky? And I believe, I would have thought, you know, up until Brady won his third or fourth championship, I would have always gone with Joe Montana, like Colin said earlier. To me, no doubt, Joe Montana, from my limited football knowledge. But now, from my limited football knowledge, but my vast hobby knowledge and paying attention more to cards than the sports themselves when it comes to the ones I don't follow so closely, like football. 
I would think that it's now firmly Tom Brady. But then someone like Colin says Joe Montana. So I'm almost looking for you, for Brad in the in the in the in the audience in the chat to who is the goat of football? Is it Tom Brady? Is he the guy that stands with Jordan and Gretzky? Well, based on current championships, yes. And and he's got the whole brand. There's not a person, unless you're living under a complete rock in the middle of the woods and the mountains, that doesn't know who Tom Brady is, right? You know, uh, and you don't even have to be a football fan. I was talking to my friend earlier, and, and he's not even a football fan, doesn't watch any NFL, but he heard about when Tom Brady signed with the Bucs, yeah. you know? Um, and so it's you know, Tom Brady and he's married to a supermodel and he's got this huge uh, social media. He's also got the most Super Bowl championships. And uh, yeah, so he, he is the goat. Um, and we'll see, we'll see where his career goes. Uh, but that, that's a very, I mean, that's a very good question. Very compelling question because you look at his athletic profile. He's not the fastest guy. He's not, he's not very mobile. And you look at what like Patrick Mahomes is doing today, you know, Um, and and that's why his card, Patrick Mahomes, you could probably find more expensive Patrick Mahomes cards than some Brady cards out there just because of the promise that Patrick Mahomes brings and and kind of his gameplay up until now, the Super Bowl MVP, the championship, you know, the MVP coming in 2018 is coming out party, you know, so it's. That's a very good question. Yeah, I kind of look like in hockey, and I'll, I'll I'll be making these analogies to hockey throughout our discussion. But in hockey, you know, Sidney Crosby would kind of be the Tom Brady for right now. He he's the goat of the last twenty years, let's say. Where so is Tom Brady. I think that's you can't argue that. But the new goat, the new the new goat, such a funny word, but you know what I mean. The new best player, that, and and not just not just in the sport, but in the hobby as well, is Connor McDavid. So Patrick Mahomes, to me, is the Connor McDavid, is the Luca, whereas, you know, Kobe and not Kobe, LeBron is the Tom Brady and the and the Sidney Crosby, which is kind of funny because both of their first rookie cards came out in the exquisite slash cup brand. So that's kind of neat just for a little bit of hobby trivia there. But yeah. that's kind of how, I, how, I, how I'm looking at it. And only because you raise uh, Patrick Mahomes, who is, you know, a hobby darling right now. So it's kind of fun to draw those parallels, especially if you know more about one sport than another, but you want to collect all sports because you love collecting cards and you, you love all the sports or you, you like a lot of the sports, but you may not have the, the firsthand knowledge that you do. But let's face it, a lot of us are card collectors. We'll collect anything that looks nice on two and a half by three and a half inches of cardboard or, or weird die cut shapes as well. So I always like to... That's right. Yeah, I like to draw those parallels for my own understanding and for the people watching and listening. So appreciate well, that. I mean, and, and, hey, and and uh, that's why I brought a uh, Bruce Lee Enter the Dragon uh, sticker card on Com C for like twenty bucks. It was the only one they had on. It was such a cool card with him with the nunchucks, and I was like, Bruce Lee's the goat of karate. Like yeah. you know, for twenty bucks, <laughs> the only one on here. I, I can't go wrong, right? Yeah, you know, no, if anything, be- I'll take that and put it on my wall. That's cool. You yeah, know? and even when you said that, I'm like, damn it, that's something I would have bought because I agree with you. That's that's being ahead of the curve too, right? There's a lot of people. There was all this talk a few months ago about you know the zig versus the zag, and really what we're talking about when we're talking about zigging and zagging is being ahead of the curve. Anyone can buy into a player who's doing really well, or or even a tertiary sport or card subject matter, but 
we being ahead of the curve is really what I think we're talking about when when people toss around the word, you know, I'm you know, my zag or whatever. So the Bruce Lee, that's a pretty good uh zag, if you will, or being ahead of the curve, just like the wrestling cards have where we've seen major spikes in the wrestling cards, even the the Dwayne Johnson Bumblebee card that's gone absolutely bonkers yeah. this year from a PSA 10 from 1500 to 15,000 along with everything else. So I like your Bruce Lee pickup, man. I think that's very astute of you. So uh, congrats on that. If I saw it, I would have grabbed it too, <laughs> for sure. Let's look at a couple more comments we have here. Hockey Hockey says to you, Andy, what is your 2021 fantasy outlook for Lynn Bowden Jr. and Bobby Snell? I'll let you take that in about half a minute. Okay. Give half a minute to it, yeah. Yeah, no, well, Lynn Bowden Jr. is a guy, uh, incredible athlete. And what's very interesting about the 2020 draft class is a lot of guys we don't have workout metrics on because they did not go to the combine because of the COVID scenario, right? So we don't know necessarily what their tested 40-yard dash is or what their height-adjusted speed score. So it's a, basically a formula that takes their BMI, their height and their weight and their muscle mass and calculates that with their 40 yard dash to see how powerful and explosive they are. Um, if they didn't go to the combine, they don't have those metrics. So we look back at their college highlights, Lynn Bowden jr. Coming out of Kentucky, this guy is super explosive. And I actually was, was talking about this guy because he's quickly becoming Tua tongue of Iloa's favorite target in Miami. Who's a hyper, hyper accurate, you know, passer, fairly mobile. And, um, you know, Tua was a five-star recruit coming out of high school, one of the most accurate quarterbacks in college football history. And, and Lim Bowden Jr. was traded, drafted by the Raiders in the beginning of the third round, so fairly high draft capital, traded to Miami at the beginning of the season for some two 2021 picks. Miami's turned, he had COVID, and so he didn't really play much. And um, he's quickly becoming Tua's favorite target, and he's super explosive. So I think the 2020 outlook for Limbo and Jr. is very good. Benny Snell, his nickname is Benny Snail in, in fantasy. He's not the fastest guy. He's got like a 4-7, 40-yard dash. He's not the biggest guy, so his speed score is not anywhere uh, requisite or comparable to the elite NFL running backs like we've seen break out this year, like Antonio Gibson, Derrick Henry, those kind of guys. Um, so... And, and honestly, James Conner being the number one uh, running back right now in Pittsburgh, he, he, James Conner is kind of a, a hero in the sense that he's a cancer survivor. You know, he had all, all the reasons in the world to um, opt out this year because of COVID and being predisposed to it and being around all those people. But the dude is an absolute warrior. Um, and so I think it's his job unless – you know, they, they don't renew his guy. I, I don't know exactly what James Conner's contract scenario uh, looks like right now. Um, but Benny Snow, I think he's a good handcuff. He's a good, but he's not the explosive, you know, 80 yard breakaway play guy like Lim Bowden Jr. is. So, you know, we're talking about receivers there. And I think about, of course, Jerry Rice, you know, I've had his rookie card. I don't own it currently. I sold it a few years ago. Shouldn't have. I, there's very few cards I sell that I regret, and I regret that one. But um, I think about Jerry Rice, and then I think about Larry Fitzgerald, and I think about, okay, who's the next guy? Who's the next receiver that can follow their in their in their shoes? Who is it? Is there somebody right now that you think is the, ne is the next uh, Jerry Rice, Larry Fitzgerald? Well, I mean, you've got guys that have a very comparable. So the fantasy resources that I use, they actually compare – 
play emerging players using their their workout metrics so their 40 yard dash their bench press their speed score their vertical jump their hand size their their height their weight to compare them to other players and so cd lamb is actually his best comparable player is jerry rice Hmm. his build his profile everything is very similar to jerry rice so that's why there was so much hype around him and dak prescott coming this season they already had amari cooper michael gallup they already had the incredible offensive line, Ezekiel Elliott, and Dak Prescott almost, you know, had the most passing yards in the NFL last year. So there was that's why there was so much hype. But right now, the number one wide receiver in the NFL is DK Metcalf, you know. Um, and then next to him, you could say Devontae Adams, you know. And so those guys are super elite. You know, they get probably 30 to 40% of their target share on their team. So I mean, they're just getting peppered with targets. Their yards after catchability, their touchdown rate is just incredible. Um, and DK Metcalf, his his height-adjusted, weight-adjusted speed score is incredible. And so is Devontae Adams. Those guys are both just freak athletes, and they're playing at super high levels, and their quarterbacks are, are very efficient. Very, And you put Tyreek Hill, and, and Tyreek Hill is not even the tall. He's only 5'11", but the guy runs a 4'3", and he's got – huge hands like if you look at Tyreek Hill's hands are as big as DK Metcalf so that plays in their catch radius and um you put those guys with the quarterback like Patrick Mahomes like Russell Wilson uh like Aaron Rodgers those those are why those guys are the best in the league you know yeah no I was just writing down their names when you were speaking because <laughs> I want I want to look at look at it a little bit uh it makes sense to me because if they have all the tools physically and athletically and they play on a good team and have a good quarterback, it's really important to be able to have a ball thrown to you. So you have the opportunity to catch it. That's probably the biggest thing for a receiver. But then, then it comes down to in terms of their, cause I'm not a, I'm not a, a quick flipper. I'm a long-term I'm a collector that when I, you know, I believe anytime you spend decent money on a card, you have to look at the investment surrounding it you know 500 bucks you, you got to think about am i is this an is this an expense on my income statement or is this an asset on my balance sheet that's kind of how i look at it so for me i want to i want to think about the long term and the and i want to if i'm going to take a, a flyer on a guy who's active and young right now i'm going to want to make sure that the only real thing that can go wrong for them would be injury because that's where you just of course we can't control that one in any sport with any player, but if you're on the right team, you got the right quarterback, then injury is the only thing that the biggest risk in, in your risk profile, then that's a player that I would consider, you know, buying a, a card or two of and sitting on them and hoping for the best. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I wrote, yeah. yeah. Because for me growing up, like I was, I was more collecting cards at, at the sports card shows. My dad took me into the early nineties. He was all about baseball, 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 but football is still my favorite sport. And I was collecting Deion Sanders and Emmett Smith, you know, and Bo Jackson. And I was always drawn to the guys that could evade tackles and do spin moves on dimes and and return these kickoffs and punt returns for touchdowns and, and just, you know, the ability for those guys to play both sides of the ball. It, it was incredible. So I've always been more drawn to the uh, to the freak athletes that that end up being the bell cow running backs and wide receivers. You know, so I have a lot of appreciation for those guys. And so when I found getting back in that, I found that these guys, like I, I, I told you yesterday, Jeremy, I bought a Devonte Adams 
Prism rookie card PSA nine for twenty one dollars back at like the end of July, beginning of August. I sold that for fifty dollars immediately, only to watch that guy sell it for a hundred dollars. You know, at the beginning of the season, and it's because you know Devonte Adams, you know Aaron Rodgers is a lock for the Hall of Fame at this point, and Devonte Adams is breaking Green Bay records like green bay packer records and that's a very popular football team and and he's got a huge target share he is the guy like he is the guy and um you know you're right the only thing that could go wrong for him is injury that's what i'm looking for that's what i'm looking for and i got some buddies that are humongous green bay packers fans so it would always be a fun conversation if i were to show them my new uh, Devontae adams rookie card (laughs) aaron jones don't forget about aaron jones either Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is a lot. I'm gonna write that down too. Just well, and, and see, and they just drafted so like a lot of like Green Bay, you know, thinking very forward. They just drafted AJ Dillon and, and Jordan Love here with a lot of draft capital. And the Jordan Love draft pick, if you look at any like Packers commentators, was a huge middle finger to Rodgers because you know Jordan Love's this mobile, uh, you know, Konami, what we call Konami cheat code uh quarterback that can run and throw like Russ and Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers even. Um, and and so they drafted Jordan Love, and so he's got a lot of promise. But, you know, right now you could get Jordan Love's compared to Herbert or Tua or even Jalen Hurts now. Like I was talking about Jalen Hurts before the season for this very same reason, uh, because once those guys get that starting position and they have that running, that rushing and throwing ability based on their college uh, productivity and their athletic metrics, their rookie cards blow up, you know? Yeah. All right. Here, one sec. I got to grab a card here. I want to show you. Okay. So I got this. Th- I want to, I want you to tell me what you, what you can tell me about Josh Allen. This is an amazing card. I got It's a one-on-one. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah. It's a sick, sick card. You got the entire Buffalo bill logo in there. The entire logo, man. <laughs> this, I got, this was, I got this from, the, the Beckett Industry Summit back in November. I was probably the first person to register for it. And this came in my swag box. I think I think because I was first, they put like one of the best cards in the first box. What is wow. it? So yeah, it, it's, I saw it. I was like, I'm a, I don't know much about the player at all. Well, you're looking at a guy that's arguably top three quarterback in the NFL right now and and in the MVP conversation with Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson. You know, you uh, Josh Allen, he's been a tough bruiser guy. He's known for having a cannon in college, but wasn't very accurate. And he wasn't very accurate last year in his deep ball pass attempts and his red zone passing attempts, but he was very mobile. And he had a he had a um, a habit to airmail guys whenever he got into the red zone and whenever he threw it deep, but he could launch it. All right, this year his accuracy has been top ten. I mean, his accuracy wow. has improved leaps and bounds, and I think it speaks volumes to the coaching system in Buffalo and the supporting cast that Josh Allen has. You know, they added Stephon Diggs, and the coaching is just exceptional in Buffalo, um, and he's having a phenomenal year so right now that card and they're they're i mean they're leading the division the afc north so they're they're gonna make the playoffs they're gonna make a they should make a really good run because they still have a solid defense and uh that card is as beautiful that's worth a pretty penny i'm sure 
I don't even know what it's worth. It is game worn, which I thought was really cool. It says wow. right on the back, the enclosed, the enclosed game worn slash used materials guaranteed by Panini America. I love, I love it. And you know, when I got it, I showed it on, you know, on an episode when I earlier uh, this year, but this is the kind of card that can turn a, a sports fan into a fan of this player and this team. I wasn't expecting this card. I had no idea it was coming. And when I got it, I like, wow, I fell in love with the card. And that's the way for a guy like me to become, I don't have an NFL team that I'm a fan of. I do. I don't have a team. Okay. I should have a team. I'm a sports fan. I need a team. So this is one of the ways that a guy like me would, yeah, you're going to sell me your team for sure. Right. <laughs> but this is one of the ways that a guy like me can get a football team to get behind is by starting with one card like this, a young player, the quarterback, on a team that might be up and coming, especially uh, you know under his leadership as quarterback. So maybe I'm he's a very a good guy. He's got I feel a lot of uh, Roger Staubach um, personality traits in him. He, Josh Allen just seems like a very stand up guy, very likable um, leader, you know. And he's just he's he's made leaps and bounds in his passing accuracy and efficiency this year. He's done wow. really well. I love I love hearing that he's you know making leaps and bounds in his progress. That's that's huge. But I like even more what you said about him being a stand up guy, and that ties into your buddy Brad's comment that came in a while back. But I want to find it and bring it up because uh, I thought it made a lot. Of, he says right here he goes Tom Brady has five times the personal brand as Drew Brees. I mean you right you see Brady in the news all the time. You don't really see Tom. Uh, you don't really see uh, Drew Brees in the news. But you did see him on an episode of, uh, of of Undercover Boss earlier this season. I don't know if you caught that, but he was on Undercover Boss uh, for his. He's got a chain of restaurants or something, and and so I thought that was kind of neat from from a Drew Brees brand standpoint. But and I'm not one to speak on this or or anything. But if, you know, if you guys say that Tom Brady has five times the personal brand as a Drew Brees, that's I mean, a that's, stretch, Brad. That's a stretch. Okay, I get Giselle's the supermodel, but Breeze has been on commercials. He's got the iconic birthmark on his cheek. Everybody can recognize Drew Breeze, and I know he's not always had, like he made some comments about the American flag, got himself into some political, you know, red tape earlier in the year. Um, But, I mean, that could be... You could very easily do that, any of us, right? I mean, with with how sensitive some people are, but um, you know, it's the the uh, the environment. I don't know. I, I mean, that's a stretch. Five X, five X. It's a big number, and yeah. you know, because Drew Brees has been around for twenty years. He's he was highly touted coming into the league too. He wasn't some guy that snuck up on you. Like he was, he was a big prospect and everything. So. But uh, and a great investment, I would think as well. Uh, if you're, you know, if you're holding a Drew Brees rookie card and a nice one, you're probably doing really well on it. Let's bust through some of these comments because we are way behind, dude. We're like 25 minutes behind in the comments, so I'm gonna have right. a look at what some of them are telling us here. Uh, Brad says that Tom, uh, Tom Brady also has the Man in the Arena documentary from ESPN, which always help a player's mm. cards, it seems, especially this year for sure. A Orino makes the best comment so far: buy the news, sell the hype. Yeah, yes, buy sir. the news sell that and if you can buy the news before the news if you can buy before the news comes out because you know it's like news of a hall of fame induction you know that's going to happen buy before the news then you're really ahead of the game yo yo gem mint 10 good to see you dave kaplan welcome dave kaplan ziggy no says i'll trade you football for the hoop sealed (laughs) Uh, you got you got prism ziggy 
<laughs> send me a message. Send me a text, Ziggy. We'll talk about that. <laughs> um, hockey guy says uh, Brady played for a confirmed cheater. That's how I'm, oh. not, sure that I'm not sure what what uh, what that that's how it refers to. Uh, Brad says Brady's looking good enough to play for three more years. I mean, that's just amazing in sure. itself at his age, right? But yeah. you know, all the power to him. Uh, Sean Rob wants to know, hey Andy, do you see prices for non-quarterback cards closing some of the gap on quarterback cards? Certainly. Uh, you look at look at DK Metcalf's cards. Uh, look at the other. Look at Tyreek Hill's cards right now because those guys are on teams making the playoffs. They're super efficient, elite uh, skill positions. You know, wide receiver. Uh, look at Alvin Kamara's prison rookie card, fifty dollars. I mean, you compare that uh, to just some mid-tier quarterbacks. Um, like, I mean, the bears aren't completely out of it. And Mitchell Trubisky was drafted ahead of Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, he's, he's had, he had a good college resume and a lot of potential and, um, he's, you know, making a run right now with, because of the Nick Foles injury and stuff like that. So we'll see how he continues to play. But the problem with him is he's been so streaky. There has been. I guess the point I'm trying to make is that there has been a huge gap closed between the elite skill positions and mid-tier quarterbacks. Now, quarterbacks still blow up the most, the quickest, the easiest. You know, like Jalen Hurts has been the most recent. And actually, even more recent is Marcus Mariota on the Raiders. You know, Thursday night. Like, I, I, I watched it. You know, Derek Carr went down the first quarter. Marcus Mariota came in. He's got a really good speed score, super efficient runner and accurate but um his accuracy is more like trubisky's where it's it's streaky it's not as consistent as a breeze or a brady or a mahomes or rogers you know and so they can run really well so in a primetime game scenario like thursday night he looked incredible and his card prices doubled and there was like a hundred confirmed ebay sales between the the time that he came in and the next morning it was pretty incredible to watch I, and I and I watched it and documented it on my channel um, to show how fluid the card market is right now. But that same fluidity is happening with wide receivers and running backs too, just on a little bit lower level. You know? Yeah, even from even from my perspective and what the 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 content that I'm consuming, I've been hearing a lot about the positional players, mostly the running backs, the wide receivers, and how they have been gaining ground on the quarterbacks. If you're looking at the goats the goats i don't know, keep on coming back to that word but if you're looking at like the best players in history and the best players currently playing i'm hearing a lot about that right now i've been hearing a lot about that really since the summertime so and i think there's a bit of a push in the hobby to to get some more value um allocator attributed to these players and like like the Larry Larry Fitzgerald's rookie card has done, you know, it, it's done big things this year. I saw I saw someone was was showing um, uh, basically a profile on the card using Card Ladder not too long ago. It was like this this past week, and they were showing how uh, the Larry Fitzgerald rookie card has gone from like six hundred bucks to six thousand bucks, something like that. Now this year we've seen so many cards and players do that, so it's not like it, it, like it's that surprising, but it's nice to see that it's not just quarterbacks that are getting the, the love and the hobby from uh, not just from the collector group, but also from the investor standpoint as well. So, yeah, I, I kind of think about like whose highlights are more entertaining. Is it more entertaining to watch Barry Sanders break six tackles or Adrian Peterson break six tackles and stiff arm a guy to the ground and, 
and run 80 yards to the end zone or to watch a football fly through the air 50 yards and hit, you know, Jerry Rice mid-stride, you know, burn a defender into the end zone. So, I, I mean, both of those are very good highlights, but which one is more entertaining? I kind of gravitate to the guy that's throwing this guy to the ground and spinning off of this guy and, you know, sidestepping this guy and, and so, um, and those are the guys that are are league winners in our in our fantasy leagues as well. Most time because they come, they're the rarest breed of athlete in our league because there's a lot of wear and tear that comes with doing that kind of creating that kind of highlight. Right. So the Barry Sanders, the Emmett Smiths, the Walter Paytons, these guys don't come around every year where you get a guy who's going to have. I mean, their careers are all shortened. I, I, you know, maybe not as maybe Emmett Smith not as much, but they're shorter career guys. But they are they they're the ones that you want to watch on TV. I'd much rather watch these guys that you just mentioned, the Emmett Smith, the Barry Sanders, run through a, you know a bunch of tackles and to the end drag guys with them versus, like you said, Jerry Rice. Unless Jerry Rice needs to dance around four or five defenders to make his way to the end zone, that's pretty exciting to watch. But once that ball leaves the quarterback's hand, let's face it, the cameras aren't on him anymore until they're celebrating a yeah. touchdown. Right? It's yeah. off him. Now it's on the, the the receiver or the or the or the running back who's you know I guess you're not seeing passes to the running back but you know what I'm saying right yeah, those yeah. where and there's much more air there's much more camera time on those guys because they seem to have the ball in an action type of moment for longer than the quarterbacks do so it, it was a yeah. long time coming and I think these guys deserve some of the love they're getting yeah can All you right. can you guess what DK Metcalf so he's the the wide receiver uh receiving yard leader in the NFL right now it, one of his most famous highlights his most popular highlights this year is not him catching the ball at all in fact it's him chasing down a defender that picked off Russell Wilson DK Metcalf chased this guy down for like 80 yards and tackled him i mean DK Metcalf came from like 40 yards behind this guy and chased him down and tackled him. And in the uh, Cardinals uh, Seahawks game, which is a huge divisional rivalry, huge Thursday night game. And uh, the Seahawks went on to winning that game. And that's one of his most famous highlights this year. And it wasn't even a touchdown of his. Yeah, that's really cool. That's neat to hear. Okay, let's run through some more comments. Hockey guy says Barry Sanders is a good pick. Again, that's for standing with the Michael Jordans and Wayne Gretzky's. Joe says, let's not forget Jerry Rice. And that comment's from like half an hour ago. Uh, so sorry, we're way behind. But uh, but uh, yeah, we definitely did talk about Jerry Rice since then. Uh, as a nine, Brian says, as a Niners fan, Montana in that other uniform, he won't even name it. In that other <laughs> uniform was blasphemy. I love it, Brian. I love it. Alex says, how about uh, more cheating stuff? Uh, yeah. So what the comment is, how about all that cheating of the New England team? It have to impact the prices of Brady at one point. And maybe it did, but I mean, that's not even on the, I don't think it's on the radar anymore. Let's not, I don't want to spend much time talking about that right now. It's just kind of a bit of a downer. I'm having a good Saturday night so far. Brian says Tom Brady had, has the seasons and stats for greatness. I, I think so too, from what I know. Uh, Brad says Tom Brady's man syrup was attempted to be stolen by Mark Wahlberg in the movie Ted. If that's not goat status, I don't know what is. Yeah, that's right. When you're entering Hollywood scripts, you are a special athlete. That's for My, sure. Mark Wahlberg is also a native Bostonian. So let's just, just to put that in context, I think that movie was even filmed in Boston. I, I remember the teddy bear had a Boston accent, Brad. 
All right, yeah. <laughs> Colin says Barry Sanders didn't win anything, but could be the goat running back for the career he had. I mean, that that's sort of him and Emmett Smith are kind of hand in hand from in the '90s for me. Maybe because their rookie cards came in back to back years. They were iconic rookie cards. They didn't get any respect. I mean, you could get PSA 10 Barry Sanders 89 score. Was it 89 or 90? It was 89. You could have had that card for $200 for a bunch of years. Up until this year, Emmett Smith, the score supplemental PSA 10. You could have had that card for $350, $400 for the last 10 years, it seems like. Now, I don't even know what they're going for now, but they're four or five times that. So I missed the boat because I've had them both, but I don't have them right now, unfortunately. Two more that I do regret not having. Let's see what else we have. Uh, Brian Kingsley says, does NFL have goats for positions? Which is an interesting comment because it's similar to like baseball where, you know, you might have a goat home run hitter and a goat pitcher. But, and those two guys don't even play the same, you know, they don't do the same thing. Like in, I forget which league it is, but in one of the leagues, the pitchers don't even bat. So, yeah. you know, it's like a totally different game within yeah. the game, if you will. Totally different athletic requirements from one to the other. So it would make sense to me in football that, you know, when we talk about goats, maybe we need to allow more into the discussion because you can't compare the running back and receivers to the to the quarterbacks. They're kind of, it's total, one's a thrower, one's a catcher, right? They're totally different. Uh, cat, well, more, more so than just that, I get it, but... What do you think of that? Do you think is there merit to looking at it that way instead of saying who's the football goat? It can only be one guy, but instead let's look at maybe two of them based on their positions. Oh, definitely, definitely. I, I, I'm honestly, I think you have a goat for every position on the field. Um, you know, and maybe you could get more. It gets even more blurred when you when you start talking about safeties versus a, a corner or a linebacker and stuff like that. But there's definitely a clear delineation between the linemen and uh, the outside coverage and the deep coverage and the linebacking core on defense and then on the offense, the offensive line, tight ends, who, you know, uh, look at some of the tight end goats like Rob Gronkowski or Tony Gonzalez or Antonio Gates, those guys that have, you know, not only uh, really good receiving skills, but very good blocking skills as well. But, um, for example, Travis Kelsey right now, the guy's a stud, but he leads all receiving core in the NFL. He's got more receiving yards than DK Metcalf even um, as a tight end. And he's still a really good blocker as well. So he's like a clear goat of tight ends. But you can't you, – you have to have a goat per position because he blocks a lot of the time and he runs routes the other time, you know, so – yeah. Whereas the wide receiver is almost purely running routes and occasional situations they're blocking. And the running back's almost r- running the ball a lot. But then there's some running backs that, like Alvin Kamara, where he's got more receiving yards than he does rushing yards. And Drew Brees, that's because Drew Brees is one of the best screen game quarterbacks in the league. And Sean Payton is one of the best coaches in the league. And they understand how to get first downs, you know. Um, and so they run a lot of screen plays. You, every time you say Alvin Kamara, it makes me think of Dustin, the personal finance dad, because I know he's the Saints <laughs> oh, yeah. fan. So I don't even know. I, I I know just from him that Alvin Kamara plays for the Saints. And uh, I always hear him mention his name whenever I watch. And I've watched him with with uh, I've watched Brad, um, the comeback card investor on on the personal finance ad. It's tough getting these long YouTube channel names straight all the time, you know, but I've, yeah, I've, I know. I've seen Brad on Dustin's channel a few times, and uh, and I, I just know whenever Dustin mentions Alvin Kamara, I know who you're talking about when you say that guy. That's for sure. He's one of the coolest running backs in the NFL. 
He's super, super agile. He's ele- he's electric. Um, but I mean, the guy's just as good of a, a receiver as he is a running back. That's really cool. That's really cool. I'll be on uh, Dustin's ch- on his channel actually on Monday, so I'm going to ask him about Alvin. Oh, Kamara. very maybe, cool. I'll, I'll maybe, I should, maybe I should look at uh, picking up a, an Alvin Kamara card too. All right, going to burn through a couple of more comments here. Hockey, hockey says having seen both Newsy Lalonde and Sidney Crosby play, which by the way is impossible. Newsy Lalonde is like a played in the 1910s. So he's joking. <laughs> he's joking. I would say Lalonde and Crosby are neck and neck, and far behind the goat Bobby Orr. Well, and I, I would say the goat is Wayne Gretzky, but uh, that's a discussion for another day. Jared Willis says, hell yeah, Andy. I love Andy's parties. I really enjoy seeing you in these long-form discussions. Love you, brother. Getting some love from Jared Willis, Andy. Yeah, he's a, he's a good personal friend of mine, excellent guitarist, uh, and, and grew up here in Tampa with me. And um, that, that long-form discussions is a Jordan Peterson reference, actually. We're both big Jordan Peterson fans, and I know... Uh, you being from Canada, you're you probably familiar with Jordan Peterson's work as well. I'm actually not. I don't know who you're talking about. Uh, the, uh, the professional psychologist, and he's wrote a bunch of books, um, uh, 12 Rules for Life. And he has these big open forum, open conversation discussions where he's gone into huge college arenas and stadiums and just talked about very, uh, you know, kind of controversial, dogmatic topics and ideology and psychology and uh very interesting work yeah he's very very down-to-earth guy and his approach to psychology and everything well i appreciate that i wrote down his name i will definitely uh check him out watch watch a bit of his stuff sounds and i'm into that i'm into that kind of content too i i want to i like to expand my mind and hear how other people think and their theories on things so that'll be interesting so i appreciate that very much uh, we were talking about DK Metcalf. So Brian Kingsley brings him up, says DK is a pleasure to watch. He just pushes them aside like kids. Uh, goes on to say Hill and Metcalf are lightning fast. Uh, Hockey Hockey wants to know what do you think about the upside? What do you think of the upside of Pat McAfee cards with him slowly becoming a big star in the WWE? Hey, I, I mean, same thing with Rob Gronkowski cards. I think any uh, former football player or current football player that's Pat McAfee's got a very popular running daily show, you know, so that alone makes him uh, social, socially relevant. And he guys funny. It shows very entertaining. The supporting cast is funny. He's got a great show and becoming a, a star in the WWE. That's just another bonus. Um, yeah. And that's a whole nother audience that puts him in front of and the, and the a wrestling audience are, are collectors. We know, I think we'd safe to say that a wrestling audience is a bunch of collectors. I was a wrestling fan when I was a kid. Actually, Brad and I, the comeback card investor, we went to a SmackDown, a WWE SmackDown Thursday night here in Tampa at the Ice Palace. It used to be the Ice Palace where the Tampa Bay Lightning played. And that was a great time. And we got to see all the greats there, the rock and everything. And I mean, those guys are collectors. Like we wanted shirts, we wanted stuff from these guys. And so if they have cards up, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, anytime a player retires from their main sport and goes on to something different, like even if it's even broadcasting, it keeps them in the public eye. You look at Shaquille O'Neal, Charles Barkley. These guys are still they're still doing commercials. They're still, you know, commentating on sports. It it does help them for sure. Look at look at The Rock. I mean, you just mentioned him. He his football card is is like it's, it's almost it might be the most shocking card to have such value in the whole hobby because 
he was nothing of a of an athlete really well i i don't mean that what i mean is his athletic resume his professional sports resume has nothing to do with the value of his card it's all about his hollywood it's all about his wrestling that's what made him it makes his card worth anything so when the the question that hockey hockey asked for you know someone moving from football to wwe i think that can only help their cards in the long run especially if their cards needed help because they weren't much on the field and i can't speak to pat mcafee in the football field but and that's one of the biggest things I've learned. Like my most popular video that's got like 5,500 views was don't lose money on, on 2020 rookie cards before you watch this. And it was talking about investing in Joe Burrow um, in cards before cards were released with him in his pro uniform in his Cincinnati Bengals uniform. And historically going back, looking at Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray, those cards all lost value in their college uniforms. The college uniform cards all lost value once their pro uniform cards come out. but you look at a guy like The Rock, where it has it doesn't matter. You know, he never even played in the pros, but because he's such a huge actor and and so famous socially, his card, his college cards are incredibly valuable. Yeah. All right. You know, hockey guy says bigger bust Ryan Leaf or Johnny Manziel. Oh man, I have to go with Ryan Leaf. He was. See, I I know. I mean, even. Even I knew, remember the Ryan, all the Ryan Leaf uh, excitement yeah. back in the day. And then you just don't hear about anything from him uh, since then. Uh, Jared says, I'm almost envious of your level of nerddom. We are all cardboard nerds in, in this room anyway. Yes, uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Milt Stiegel. Uh, maybe he's calling him for the, the goat. Are you familiar with Milt Stiegel? Winning Winnipeg Blue, Blue Bombers, Bombers. Canadian, Canadian Football League. Oh, Canadian Football League? Uh, sorry, hockey, hockey. That's all right, man. That's all right. It's not, it's not, there's like eight teams. I'm in Canada, man. And I don't even pay the CFL uh, any attention. I I never really have. Uh, Jeff McMahon says, Josh Allen had a great game today. Bills clinched first division title in 25 years. So that bodes well for my card. Love it. Yeah. Brian Kingsley, filthy patch. You can see how far behind we are. Stand up guy, as opposed to a dog fight promoter. Oh, the Michael Vick, uh, the Michael Vick uh, story, I guess, right there. Yeah, that's not very good. Tom Brady was in Ted and Entourage. Come on, man, Entourage, <laughs> dude. That's right. There's a there's a TV show right there, Entourage. Good point. Good All point, right. Brad. Glad we have glad he's, we have you in the audience tonight, Brad. To keep he's us not giving our, up. He's not giving up. Keep us on our toes, though, right? I mean, he's my quarterback, so I've got a rookie card of him that I bought from this old lady on Facebook marketplace for $45. And uh, I thought it was an incredible deal. That same card raw is selling for like 150, 200 now. Um, I mean, for, for the buck's sake, for every, for Tom Brady's sake, I hope he, he is the goat. I mean, I, I think he is, but you know, it's hard to say five X five X was a bold statement. I think he's the goat. I think when, 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 when people, when football fans, when society thinks about football right now for the last several years, they think about Tom Brady's. I mean, the, 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 it, it just seems to me that way. Like, like you said, everybody's heard of him, you know, like the New England Patriots are known as, Amer- are they known as the, the, they have the, the colors of the U the red, white, and the blue. They kind of, to me, almost represent the NFL in a lot of ways. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. The Dallas Cowboys sort of have that impact as well to a lot, on a lot of people. 
back in the 80s, it was the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, that represented the NFL to people who weren't really, you know, watching it all the time. The, and the Bills, too, and they lost like four Super Bowls in a row. I remember, though, I remember watching football back in those days. Uh, let's let's keep going. Uh, that's that's is- a big factor, though. You mentioned there, uh, like the Patriots, the America's teams, right? You know, uh, Patriots, Cowboys, 49ers. That's something that I look at now, like a guy, a wide receiver with equivalent athleticism on the 49ers versus the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, and the impact that has on his rookie cards when he does perform well, I think is significant because of the fan base. Yeah, you get that in the audience. You get that in all the sports. You take the same, you hear the comment all the time take that player, put him in Toronto. If it's hockey, all of a sudden, that card goes from a hundred to a thousand bucks because the fan base is rabid there. So mm-hmm. that's pretty a pretty pretty common sort of occurrence, and I'm not surprised here that that happens in football as well. Uh, okay, here's more from Brad on Brady versus Breeze. He says Brady's way bigger star than Breeze. Sure, football fans know him, but mainstream average American doubt they'd recognize him. I think that is a fair comment. I mean, Breeze is sure. just not. I mean, he's not. He's not walking red carpets like Tom Brady. No. Is, you know, oh, and he is Breeze is what like pushing six foot maybe he's like 5'11 and Tom Brady's like 6'4 you know and he's he's got the chiseled jawline and you know clearly like Tom Brady could have been a male model if he wasn't a superstar you know NFL quarterback so okay yeah I mean yeah for that for that that's kind of like why we give him the goat status you know he goes on Brad says that Tom Brady is the David Beckham of America, which I mean that that makes sense to me. That makes sense. Yep. Anthony Aiello says Brady is the best ever. Well, and then he goes on to say, "Well, tops get into football or basketball. It's not looking good, Anthony. They don't have a license. You know, uh, Panini has the license for both football and basketball. Once those licenses expire, you have to think tops will make a play for them, but will they get them? Remains to be seen. I mean, I'm, we're, we're not we're not insiders enough to know that right now, but I think we cross our fingers and hope for some more competition uh, across all the sports. Kind of makes sense to me. Jared Willis wants to see some OJ cards, but we're we're not going to get into that right now. Uh, Hockey Hockey says I haven't watched Andy's show before, but after his very informative session tonight, count me in. So there you Sweet. go. And I, I was going to say earlier, like your your level of um, your analytical approach to the foot to football. Like to me, if I want football tips, knowledge, man, you're my you're my guy. I'm going to be coming to you for some information. You and Dustin, I like I, th- I respect Dustin's uh, knowledge level in in football as well. Uh, Hockey Hog says the Rock quit football due to injuries and not getting playing time, and it doesn't matter. It's a good thing he quit football. It's a good thing he quit football because it it vaulted it vaulted him into superstardom, like like iconic level stardom. Yeah. Let's see what Brad says. I believe the big difference between now and twenty years ago is that there are many ways to invest in the person, not just the player. With social media, we get a feel for who they are off the field. Yeah, that I agree one hundred percent with that. But that has contributed not just to that difference is I think it's more than you're even thinking, Brad. I think that difference has elevated the hobby altogether right and now the at the, the the kind of the icing on top of that is that we get to see into specific players and how they carry themselves off the field how they talk you know there's so many more microphones in their faces now than there were 20 years ago not in 2020 due to covid but right up until then that we're getting so much more information on these players and that whole that the, the phenomenon that he's speaking about which is just 
social media really has boosted the hobby overall and altogether. I think that's a good comment. I like that one, Brad. Sean says, do you feel like Buccaneer cards sell for more of a premium than they did in previous years, maybe because of Tom Brady? Absolutely. I mean, you're talking Chris Godwin and Mike Evans cards skyrocketed whenever Tom Brady signed with the Buccaneers. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense to me, right? I mean, then and then they brought over Gronkowski too, right? And and Gronkowski cards skyrocketed. Yes. And Brad, the comeback card investor, uh, he profited very nicely off Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He bought a lot of PSA and he published on his channel. He bought a lot of PSA 10 Rob Gronkowski cards um, for about, I think he, I don't know, he bought like 10 of them for like $80 a piece and ended up selling them for like $400 a piece at the beginning of the season. It's a nice profit for sure. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, you know, people, I, I, you know, for the past, 15 years in this hobby, I've seen so many people say and post on message boards that you can't make money in the hobby. You can't make money in the hobby. And I mean, 2020 is a very, you know, outlier of a year overall. Seems like you couldn't lose money in 2020, but you can always make money in the hobby. Number one, if that's your goal, number two, you're smart enough and you, and you, and you can, and you have a few bucks that you can play with that helps of course. Right. But if you're just out there busting wax you can't make money unless you hit the lottery, which in which case maybe you should go for the Super Bowl or the 20 million versus the the 10,000 that you'll get out of a pack if you hit that, you know, the best card in the product. So there's always ways to make money in the hobby. If you if you know your sport, it really helps, really helps, especially if you're going to do the short term flip thing, which I do, I do not do. You know, I collect. I want to I want to have a nice round of collection. Hall of Famers, all sports, and I'm willing to sit on them for many, many, many years. Like I'm like a ten year plus hold guy, not a ten minute or a ten day sort of thing within a season or you know whatever it is. But but and, there's not a, a necessarily a whole lot of excitement with with that, right, Jeremy? No, there I mean, isn't. Yeah. There isn't. No, it's very safe and very secure, but very safe. But there's something nice about knowing, like you know, I bought my Kobe Bryant. PSA 10 tops Chrome rookie card. I don't know, four years ago paid, I think $560 for it. It was a, it was a card I wanted to have. I had it. Okay. I got my Kobe Bryant rookie around it. It filled in that, that hole in my collection that needed to be filled. But then I was on to the other guys I needed. Cause again, I'm a guy that collects rookie cards of hall of famers or going to be hall of famers, all sports. So that's a lot of cards I need. So, the excitement is in the collecting versus watching them play, especially if they're retired, which you cannot do. But I also will buy cards of players who are still playing and watch that card go up and down over time. But I know that over time it trends upwards. That's just been the history of the hobby since I've been in it. Uh, so it's not as exciting though as buying a card and watching that player do great things or get hurt and, and never play again. So, you know, but I'm also more risk averse than you probably are or the people that are playing the flip game are i i like i came in as a collector first and i'm and i'm still that way i'm a i'm a, just a diehard collector i want to own it owning it gives me excitement having it being able to look at it gives me that excitement and watching it steady climb over the years gives me excitement but no it's not like it is when you're watching a game and your player that you just invested 500 bucks in earlier on in the week has this breakout game and now those cards are worth five grand i mean 
that's pretty darn exciting too. And I get it, but no, I just don't have the temperament for it. So it's just different approaches, right? And yeah. I say it a lot. I say it a lot, Andy, like I want this hobby. I love the hobby. I'm all, I support the hobby welcoming everybody in except for scammers. I'm good with flippers. You want to come in, buy, sell cards? Hey, I think it's good for the hobby that there's transactions, that there's liquidity in that area. Starstock is 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 serving that that group of 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 collectors, investors, that group of hobbyists, right? Whereas you know, card shows, eBay, ComC, you know, ComC is a hybrid, but they're all hybrids. Let's face it. But you know, just being able to buy a card and holding it for a long time, that's another approach. That's my approach. So again, I'm open. I welcome everybody yeah. in the hobby. Just don't scam. Just don't scam people. That's all. That that's my big thing. Otherwise. We've got a place for you, I believe. So yeah, 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 and yeah, and you know, I, I made a comment on my intro video um, where I said, you know, if you're at a card show set up and a kid comes to your booth and they say to you, "Will you look at my cards or or do you trade or are you buying?" I say my answer is always yes. If a kid wants me to look at their cards, I'm always going to say yes. I don't care what those cards are or what they're in. But then someone made a comment said. We should be treating new people in the hobby the same way. And I said, yeah, I'm going to add that to my repertoire now. So when I say that, it's like, yeah, kids and new people. If you're new in the hobby and you come by my booth and you want to ask me what most people might, most like seasoned hobbyists might think is a dumb question. I'm going to answer that question for you without it coming across. Like, I think it's dumb because it isn't dumb. You just don't know. How can you know if you're new? So I welcome all young kids. I welcome anybody new to the hobby. And if you have questions, shoot them my way. I'm happy to answer them. I, I welcome everybody except the scammers, of course. Scammers. All right. Let's get some more comments here. Hockey Hockey is on fire tonight. He says, what does it say about hockey and American football when their broadcast has so many truck commercials? <laughs> That's just a funny comment. Jay Servianto, welcome to the show tonight. I haven't seen you yet tonight. He says, where do you rank Jim Kelly in quarterback goats talk? I mean, I'm familiar with Jim Kelly. Hey, old Buffalo Bill. Yeah, I mean he's he's not he's not right. He's not in the Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Joe Namath. Uh, he's not in in the, like the Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. I feel like Jim Kelly's very uh, comparable to me to John Elway. For some reason Dan Marino that yeah. kind of category. Yeah. All right. Yeah, which which Dan Marino? I mean, there's some some video footage of Dan Marino doing some incredible things, like throwing the ball really weird. I mean, ambidextrous, the whole nine yards. The guy, he he's he's a talent. He's a very talented athlete. So maybe in the, even in the upper level, then. Yeah. Uh, I like that Brendan Richard says Richardson says, "What's the play drawn on the chalkboard?" Oh. I was, was going to make the comment earlier, uh, Andy, when I said that I really like your analytical approach to football because you're you're really taking the the knowledge of the sport and applying it to the hobby. I go the other way. I just do. I mean, I've been I've been known to in my own. I've been known to myself to think I like the hobby more than I like the sports. Now I watch sports, I do, and I get pretty excited when I'm in certain, you know, certain teams, certain sports. But I like the hobby more than I like the sports. You, I think, like the sports more than you like the cards, for now at least, because you, you, that's how you present to me. You come, you come across as somebody who really knows his stuff. You really know football. You're a student of the game, a student of the NFL. And so when I made the comment earlier that, you know, your analytical approach, 
I like it because uh, you know I'm I'm gonna consider you like a go-to guy for me. And then I see the chalkboard in the background with a with a football play there. It's like, yeah, this guy really likes the game. He's studying the details, the fine details of it, and that comes across in the way you speak about it. So, but to get to Brendan's question, what's the play drawn on the chalkboard? Well, I mean, if I told you, then uh, <laughs> so know, this this yeah. play is is actually a play that we consider from Madden, and I've been playing. I haven't played like Madden twenty or nineteen. I have kids. I haven't played a whole lot of video games lately. But um, you know, back when I was younger, played a ton of Madden. Growing up with Brad, the comeback, and other friends, and uh, this is the unstoppable play. And I, I, I can't tell you because I'm subscribed to my channel because I'm very close to a thousand subscribers. And this play is part of a huge giveaway that I'm doing. If someone can guess this play and, but I will give you a hint. It's in the Madden playbook. All right. It's in any year's Madden playbook and you can find this and you can see the formation there. You know, you zoom in. You see the formation, the numbers I have filled in of some of my favorite players um, in the league. And so that's like another like little Easter egg hidden uh, thing that I'm that I'm doing with that play. Uh, but it's it's an unstoppable play. If you can see the quarterback drops back, the running back runs out to the to the side there. And then the other the fullback, which can also be a running back or utility player, runs that diagonal route where they go out and then back in and then you have the tight ends the one tight end running a slant route and the other tight end running a drag route and it's just an unstoppable play there's going to be a guy in that play that gets open awesome that's awesome man i i love how you can even describe it without looking at it just looking at maybe yourself there on the screen that's too funny okay let's keep going we got jj bama here hello jj bama welcome to the JJ. show tonight Joe Perot says, uh, does Andy have any prognostications for the NFL playoff Super Bowl prediction? Oh, man. Well, of course, I like to think the Bucs get there. Um, but it's going to be hard to obviously rule Kansas City out. It's like, who's going to beat Kansas City? We've, we've seen the blueprint to beat uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, you know. Uh, but I don't think that anybody's going to be able to beat Kansas City at this point. Oh, man, it's... It's really challenging. On, on the NFC, obviously, you have the Saints, you have uh, the Seattle Seahawks. There, there's some the Washington Redskins are trending way upward right now. Um, the Buffalo Bills are going to be in that conversation. So, I guess if I had to make um, an ultimate prediction, I, I'd like to think that it'd be the Kansas City Chiefs against the Tampa Bay Bucks, and Tom Brady finds a way to. <laughs> to come out on top but that's bias that's completely biased that's <laughs> that's allowed man that that's allowed anthony aiello i just threw up andy's youtube channel on the ticker you can find it right there jj yeah. bama says jim Here's kelly me. is just the goat with four super bowl losses which, oh. you know, but but that that comment holds true for me you know a lot of great players never won now he's not the goat i don't believe i again i think that's tom brady but, you know, had he won those four Super Bowls instead of losing them, maybe he'd be in the conversation along with Joe Montana. Maybe, right? Very possible. Brian Kingsley says, you both are amazing ambassadors of the hobby. I award you both the Hobby Medal of Goodness. Joking aside, you both do a good job daily. Thank you, Brian, on, on behalf of both of us. Thank you very much. Thank you, Brian. And Brad reminds everybody to pound that like button, which I do appreciate. Yes. Hit that like button. 
subscribe to the channel, especially if you came from Andy's corner of the YouTube world and you're joining this for the first time, Sports Cards Live. I welcome you. I cover a lot more than football. I barely cover football. I'm having Andy on so we can do some football, but I cover the whole gamut of the hobby, guys. So if you want to learn about everything in the hobby, come watch the show. Go live every Saturday at 10 o'clock Eastern for the main show and then a couple hours later for the after hour show. So please subscribe and hit that like button as Brad reminds you. And, and like Brad likes to say, that will bring you good karma in your next box box break and pack rip. There you go. You subscribe, you like, you're going to get good hobby karma. I love it. Great tip, Brad, to everybody out there in the hobby community. 4x4 Rubicon says that Marino owned every passing record when he retired. Best passer in NFL history. And that's kind of what you were just saying, right? Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. the guy, oh, dude. I, I've never seen uh, a quarterback throw laser beams like Dan Marino through laser beams. <laughs> right on. That's <laughs> tough. Yeah, I mean, he he had a strong arm. I, you know, Again, not a huge football fan by any means, but these are guys that I have seen play and I do remember, and I, I just got to concur. Like, that guy was strong. Yeah, and Marino was more like Russell Wilson. He had such a beautiful deep ball. You know, that that deep ball, that 20-plus yard ball was just so perfectly timed and placed for the receiver. And Russell Wilson has that that quality as well, you notice. And, and Patrick Mahomes is more, like, well-rounded. Like, he's got the ability to throw left-handed, right-handed, sidearm, you know. He throws the short slants. The crazy thing about him is you could see him running dead left and throw as a right-hander to – the middle of the field or the right of the field, it, it, that kind of athleticism and play, I I, ne- I didn't see. From, but also, you know, those guys, I was very young when I watched Montana, Marino and stuff. So, you know, if they did have performances like that, then I need to go back and watch that film. But, I mean, those plays from Mahomes are, that's why he's, you know, the modern day, the current, you know, great NFL quarterback. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Hockey Hockey says that if the CBS executives are watching this, we might see Tony Romo relegated to the B team in favor of Andy. There you go. That's a nice compliment. Hockey Hockey. Speaking of Tony Romo, I'm, I'm just trying. So that right oh, where it is, that picture right there, you see that? The white shirt, that's me. The, the guy beside me, that's Tony Romo. I got I got to meet him at an Upper Deck Diamond, uh, Diamond Club event in 2009. It was Get real, out of here. Yeah, it was pretty. And he was, what a nice guy Tony Romo was. I have to say, totally humble. Just a pleasure to, we were at, we were at a, a sports museum. We got to just kind of, he was just walking around and, you know, it was part of the event. It was closed off to the public and we were all, Upper Deck had the space and um, it was pretty cool. He was a really nice guy. He's an incredible golfer. You know, he, he's he's got one of the best uh, golfing handicaps of any professional athlete. Uh, Tony Roma, he plays in the celebrity events, but he shoots in the sixties. Like he shoots scratch wow. golf. Like he's an incredible golfer. Like he could play professional golf if he really wanted to. So we've got Bobby Schmurda here. Who's asking you a very uh, specific question. I I'm going to let you read it and answer it, Andy. <laughs> also, would you trade uh, Woods? I'm guessing he's saying Robert Woods uh, and Adam Thielen for Calvin Ridley. Um, is this is this a season long or, or is this a dynasty fantasy league? Because those are two big things. So like right now in season long, we're we're in week fifteen. This is either like the final week or the second to last final week of fantasy football playoffs. Um, so trades are typically now they're they're done. Like trades aren't going on unless you have a rare circumstance in your league. 
Now, if this is dynasty football where you carry the same roster year over year, and you know, and you 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 fight amongst your your um, league mates for the new rookies each year, you know, besides the very first year of the draft. So that would be very interesting. Um, unless he's just talking straight up like NF, NFL trade. I mean, those are guys on different teams. So I guess I need a little bit more clarification on the yeah. question. That's all right. Pretty pretty specific. We'll we'll uh we will uh, go to the next comment here from JJ. I like this one. He says, you could cut, this is hilarious. You could cut Andy's tongue out and he would still be a better broadcaster than Gary Danielson on CBR. <laughs> that's, that's just hilarious. JJ Bama, he, he's a witty guy. He's funny. <laughs> Brian, Brian Kingsley says that supposedly Elway used to bruise whiteouts. And then Brad says Marino even threw to Hootie and the, and the Blowfishes, to Hootie and Hootie and the Blowfishes, I only want to be with you music video. So there he is. Uh, yeah. Kind of, kind of setting the setting the the the, the path for for um, Tom Brady to make his appearances. Yeah, Marino was also in um, Jim Carrey's Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. <laughs> That's right, I remember that. Yes, he That's was hilarious. Yes, he was. Bobby Schmerda says we got no deadline and it's redraft. So I'll let you finish that answer and then we'll be done with this with this uh, question. Yeah, well. So Robert Woods, I mean, he's probably going to go down a Hall of Famer all said and done. It's tough to trade Robert Woods for Calvin Ridley because, and I wouldn't do it, honestly, because both of Adam Thielen might go down a Hall of Famer, honestly. And you got two uh, shootout potential offenses in Minnesota and the Rams that have a high pace of play, high, high octane offense. No, I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Even though Calvin Ridley is the new like alpha, he's taken over for Julio Jones in Atlanta and uh, Matt Ryan's got a few years left. I, I wouldn't do it. I, I love Robert Woods and Adam Thielen. He's a stud. So there you go, Bobby. There's your answer. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it, man. All right. Right on. Okay, man. Listen, we're, we're at the, we're at the hour and a half mark. It goes by so fast every time. I can't even believe it. Um, Mitch Trubisky for MVP says Brad Nolan. Brad, welcome to the show. Anyone who's new, again, guys, hit me, hit me with the subscribe button, hit me with that thumbs up, hit me with those notifications, all those things that the YouTubers always ask for. They do help us. I don't know how this, I don't know how the algorithm works. I don't know if anyone knows how the algorithm works, but uh, but hey, there's something about it. Oh yeah, Brett, Brett Favre was in there's something about Mary. Yeah, that's that was so yeah. funny. Wasn't he the ex or something like that? Or yeah, he sh he showed up at yeah, he showed up at the end, like yeah. That was, oh my, yeah, because she kept on referring to my ex, Brett, right? And then yeah, Brett yeah. Marv, that was awesome. That was awesome. Hi, PSA 7, Brad. I don't know what that yeah. means. <laughs> so I call Brad Nolan. I call him Vintage Brad because he invests in a lot of, a lot of vintage. And uh, he's got a vintage Chicago uh, career there. And uh, Brad, the comeback card investor, I call him PSA 7, Brad, because he had a recent video that went kind of viral in our community. It definitely went viral in our community, but in YouTube's and he had a lot of views about him accidentally hitting the wrong button, cementing hundreds of cards through a, a local card shop, the PSA. And he accidentally hit the button for like a 30 day turnaround instead of a five month turnaround. <laughs> and none of these were like rookie cards. These were all like Kobe, you know, fourth and fifth year Chrome cards, like nice cards, but, and a lot of them came back sevens, eights, and, uh, you know, half of the video is him, you know, cursing at the grades he was getting back. So it was just kind of a joke. We picked on him. So now I didn't, you know, know, I didn't, I didn't watch the video, but I remember the thumbnail. I remember seeing it. I subscribed to Brad's channel. So I do remember it on my YouTube uh, screen there coming through. 
Right on. Sorry about that, Brad. Next time, be a little bit more careful, pal. Be a little bit more careful. <laughs> the devil's in the details, man. As you know that now for sure. Connor's channel subscribes. Awesome, Connor. Connor, we appreciate that very much. Thank you, Connor. Brad says uh, Mr. Hollywood can handle the hate. Mr. Ho is that Brad? Is that coming? Yeah, back that would be Brad. Yeah, he lives in Well, he lives in West Hollywood, L.A. Right. Yeah, on. and he's and he's a male model, you know, so he gets paid to do that in non-COVID times makes good sense makes good sense to me hockey hockey says man it was painful watching the grades that brad received so yeah <laughs> there you go i'll it watch, it. Not, not watch it hey it was painful but entertaining at the same time well way to make lemonade out of lemons there right yeah. you get bad grades turned into content i've seen people spend a lot more money on content than what he's than what brad spent on that submission so i did i did on. something similar when i started because I thought I hit the gold mine. I was buying all these second year Dak Prescott cards because his rookie card was getting so expensive. I was buying these second year prisms and I thought they were all silvers and I was going to sell them for $20.5 a piece. And I did not know the difference between a base prism and a silver prism until I got them in my hands. And I made a video about it. It was like, you know, as a lot of people appreciated that, uh, that I admitted my mistakes and shared with everybody the mistake I'd made. Uh, and I think that's very important. Like that's that's how we improve. You know? I agree, man. Let you know you share you share you share the wins when you when you get the wins, but you share the mistakes too because it it really it really it really shows that you're looking out for the hobby too, right? You want people to learn not make the same mistake that you did, definitely. And you appreciate those minute details and differences in cards because yeah. I mean, that's you know that. I mean, it's so I mean, many. Even asking the sellers the questions if you're doing eBay, send them a question. So, you know, if you think the card might be misidentified, you can ask for that as well for sure. Uh, Brad says, uh, I'll take you up on being careful next time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you didn't need me. I'm sure, Brad, you didn't need me to tell you that. You figured that out yourself. But hey, it's, uh, you know, after learning of it, just want to put that out there anyway. It was a solid rant for sure, but save your 37 minutes for something else. It doesn't even want you to go watch it anymore. I don't know. I might just. It sounds like it was pretty entertaining. All right. Listen, this Andy, this has been awesome, man. I've really, you know, I, I really enjoyed having you. I've, I've seen your stuff and um, this gives me a new perspective on you. You, you. you really are a football guy. So I, I'm glad to to add you to my, my Rolodex, if you will. And, um, you know, if you don't mind, I'm going to hit you up. If I'm going to look at investing some some of my hobby dollars into uh, a, a, a current player for my collection. I see I use invest and collect in the same sentence there very deliberately. Uh, I'm, I might come to you with, for some advice on that. So if you're okay with that, I'd appreciate that. Absolutely. I, I'd be glappy to, glad to help you, Jeremy. You'd be gloppy to help me. I appreciate glappy, it. I appreciate glappy. it. Glappy. Glad and happy at the same time. <laughs> you, just, you just coined a term right here tonight. Glappy. There you go, guys. Glappy. I love it. Brian Kingsley says, we all need a second set of eyes and opinion on grading. Yeah, it doesn't ever hurt to ask. The only thing I'll caution you is when you send someone a picture on anywhere, it's it's so much, it's so hard to, to assess a card's condition without having it in your hand. You need to move it around and look at the different angles. You can't expect anyone to truly grade a card from a picture, no matter how good it is. I mean, I know PWCC on their website, they do these super high res images, which are probably the best in the industry. But if you're just looking at a scan on Instagram or Facebook or even a text message, you know, you want you want you want to look at the card in hand. That That's what I'll say about that. All right, guys, we're going to wrap this up. Andy, I'm going to we're going to have a chance for final thoughts, comments, that kind of thing. But 
to everybody else out there, if you have any last last minute questions, comments, put them up there. We'll, we will address them over the next couple of minutes. Uh, Legion Italia has already given us seven rounds of applause, which is about the max you get from Legion. So I know we're doing very well right now. Thank you for that, Legion. Brad says, we're all glappy after this great conversation. See, you, you coined a term and your buddy's already putting it to use. I love it. That's awesome. Glappy. Too funny. Maybe we'll add that to the description, the glappy episode. Uh, uh, yeah, that might end up being my new nickname since I've made, you know, PSA 7 Brad a thing. I put that in a couple memes in my videos. I, I won't be surprised if I end up in, in a meme with a glappy underneath it or something. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, Brad Nolan says, Andy needs to sleep. Let the man pass out. We'll do, we'll do Brad Nolan, I promise. Hockey Ag says, thanks, Jeremy and Andy. Thanks, Brad, for bringing it hard in the chat. Have a great comeback. Having great comebacks for Andy. Yeah, I feel like Brad yeah. was with us here tonight, actually, you know, with that level of involvement. So thank you, Brad, for uh, tuning in tonight and for engaging with us. And thank you, everybody else in the chat for engaging tonight. We've had really good viewership. I appreciate it. Appreciate all of you. I appreciate anyone who subscribed during the episode tonight. Hit the thumbs up. You know, we appreciate that. All the yeah. YouTuber people, all the content creators in the hobby do appreciate that. So be sure to spread it around. Andy, I do yes, thank you for joining me, man. It was really good time. I'm glad we could kind of hit on the Starstock thing at the beginning of the episode tonight and follow up on the episode earlier tonight where I had Scott Greenberg, CEO of Starstock, on with me. Final thoughts from you, man, and then we're going to we're gonna end this broadcast. Must win tomorrow, Bucks versus the, the <laughs> Bucks versus the Falcons. Um, yeah, I do need to get some sleep. Um, <laughs> but uh, great conversation, Jeremy. Thanks for having me on again. It, it's been incredible. Um, had a blast and uh, look forward to doing it again in the future. All right, man. Sounds very good. Sounds really good. All right. David Schumann says, have you guys heard about Enrico Verona on blowout? The fact he had cards stolen and PwC is currently selling one of them high end. Any thoughts if you have? I'll just say that, you know, number one, um, you can't fault PWCC. They're a consignment seller. Uh, number two, once PWCC is aware that they're selling a stolen card, they will. They should and they will take it down and they will cooperate. These guys aren't idiots. They're quite sophisticated. And uh, and that's all, that's all I'll say about that. But, uh, you know... These things happen. These things happen. Where there's money, there is fraud. Simple as that. Where there is where there is money, there is crime. And this hobby has a lot of money in it right now. So it, it's just the way it is. Uh, Brad, appreciate that. Great meeting, Jeremy. Great discussion. Thanks, Brad. Thank you for joining. Good to meet you too, even though we didn't really meet. We're just talking to the chat, but still cool, man. Good to have you on the show. 4x4 says, great show, fellas. Subscribe. And looking forward to the next one. Thank you, 4x4. Greatly appreciate it. Brian Kingsley gives us a thumbs up. All right, guys. We are going to kill the show. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thank you again to Andy. I will be back next Saturday with Dr. James Beckett. Doesn't really need any more introduction than that. And he's going to be back again two weeks later. We're doing a two-parter, him and I. So that'll be fun. All right, guys. Thank you, everybody. Andy, you hang tight one second. Everybody else, good night. We'll see you next Saturday. Peace. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.